Well, hello, everyone, and thank you all so much for joining us for the Kingdompreneur Bible Success Call. It is a pleasure to serve and assist you, as always, on this amazing Super Sunday. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. We definitely appreciate it. I am always excited to introduce the host for this amazing call, Dr. Stan Harris, a.k.a. Dr. Breakthrough, who is an evangelist. He is a serial entrepreneur, life strategist, martial artist, author, life coach, husband, father, and so much more. As I always say, if you would like to know more about Dr. Harris, you can always visit his website, www.drbreakthrough.com. You can also Google him. At any rate, I'm super excited to turn this call over to Dr. Stan Harris. Take it away. All righty. That's my lovely wife, Nadia. I call her, I was in church today where I spoke. I said, for short, she's my AB. And they said, what's that? That's anointed beauty. And then I said, the full version is ABCD. That's anointed, or excuse me, adorable brown caramel delight. And uh, I believe she's even more beautiful on the inside than the outside. I'm glad we get to do life together. We say we're a covenant couple building covenant relationships based on a covenant of promise, and we aspire to inspire breakthroughs. And my friend, on this Kingdom Preneur Bible Success Call, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to teach you a few principles, but you're going to hear also a powerful testimonial that will help you to understand, my friend, that as a Kingdom Preneur, we've got an unfair advantage over the world because all the world can do is go based on what they see and what they hear, their senses. But we, on the other hand, my friend, get to go based on the Spirit of God who can lead us and guide us in all truth, and it's the truth that sets a person free. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the call tonight. Thank you for those who were here uh, this live and those who listen to the recording. Father, we pray your grace will fall upon this call. We pray, Lord, every word that's spoken, God, will not fall by the wayside or on stony ground or thorny ground, but, Lord, will fall into people's hearts and it would bring forth fruit, abundant fruit, that would bring honor and glory to yourself. Bless the call now. We thank in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, again, thank you for this kingdom, uh, for joining us on the Kingdom Pro Bible Success Call. And uh, I want you, you know, uh, in a nutshell, let me give you the uh, little definition, explanation of a kingdom preneur. And then I want you to hear a powerful testimonial from uh, Sister uh, Mother Wade. But a kingdompreneur is one who allows God to provide through them a product or service to people for profit with pleasure to promote the kingdom while honoring the king of kings. So we do things, my friend, under the authority of the King of Kings, and as we submit to him, then he through discharges his power through us that enables us to do more than we ever dreamed possible. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear a testimonial, again, that to some people it's like this just seems and sounds too good to be true, but, you know, when you come to the kingdom of God, things can be actually good and true. So, Mother Wade, if you wouldn't mind coming to the front of the call, and share your testimonial before I share some of these biblical principles. Uh, But would you come to the front of the call, please? Just star six will unmute your line. All righty. Are you out there? I heard you earlier. 
let's see here. Sometimes I know her phone kind of gives her problems unmuting it, but we'll give here we'll give her just a minute or two here, and if not, we'll get started in it. And then, uh, Mother Wade, if you sometimes I know you have to dial other people and get them to get you in, and if that's okay, and it's fine, because you know when God gets the blessing, the devil gets the messing. Some folk are stressing, but we keep pressing. <laughs> Did you get that? Hey, by the way, note takers are money makers, and the weakest ink is stronger than the strongest member. Let me say it again so you can get it. I said when God gets the blessing, the devil gets the messing. Some folk are stressing, but we keep pressing. And oftentimes, my friend, that is a thing that people don't understand. They think that if they do God's will, they think that – if they do things right Dr. and with Dan, integrity. Excuse me. This mother way I got knocked off the call and I had to call back in. <laughs> hey, all righty. So let me just finish this thought. So most people think if they just do right, everything's going to go okay. But I come to tell you, everything gone okay the way we think is okay may be different. And sometimes you got to go through the valley before you hit that mountaintop. So anyway, I want you to hear this testimonial, powerful testimonial from Sister Mother Wade, and that she's talking, recognize, and realize if God did what he did for her, what could he do for you? Mother Way, take it away. God bless you. Blessings on each and everyone is on the, the line tonight. I thank God for Dr. Stan and Sister Nadia, and I especially thank you for uh, Beverly Richardson out of Detroit who called my bishop one day, Bishop Felton Smith, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and had us on the call. And Dr. Stan was talking, and as he was talking, it changed the course of my life. And I often wondered, why, after being dead for an hour and 15 minutes, the Lord allowed me to come back from the dead to learn about cryptocurrency. And the Lord has spoke to me uh, some years before and told me in my life he was going to do the MRI. This stood for the miraculous, the ridiculous, and the impossible. What happened to me? You don't have to be sick to die. I went to church in 2010. And on January the third of uh, January the third, two thousand eleven, I literally woke up from the dead after being on life support for three days and forty five an hour and forty five minutes is documented that I died. I was in church dead, laying in the floor for forty five minutes and over forty five minutes in the hospital working on me to tell my family that I was gone. There wasn't nothing they could do. There was no signs of life, bring dead the whole world. And God allowed me to come back. After they put me on life support, I woke up with nothing wrong with me, no stroke, no heart attack, no kidney failure, no lung damage, no no, 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 nothing. They just couldn't figure it out. How in the world that a 60-year-old black woman could drop dead for an hour and 15 minutes and wake up from the dead with nothing wrong with them, except for I was totally blind for four months. Now I'm considered legally blind, and I praise God for what I have. Because I walked by faith and not by sight. And it was faith that brought me to this call to learn about cryptocurrency. Because God had his hands on my life and my mother's womb to bring my family out of Lodabar, the land of being destined, would not have and not even nowhere near enough, less known just enough, and poor and struggling through generation after generation. And he chose me as a little girl, to learn about cryptocurrency after I died and come back at 60 years old to make me a very wealthy woman one day. Only God could have did that. There's no medical nothing that could have brought me back from the dead after being dead for an hour and 45, uh, hour and 15 minutes. 
it just ain't in the book. I want to correct And I thank God for being alive with tonight. I thank God for cryptocurrency, how I learned about it, and I'm learning about it. And I'm telling you, I'll tell this testimony everywhere I go. If God has a plan and a purpose for your life, believe me, even if he dies, you die, he'll bring you back from the dead to complete the assignment. And I praise God for life, health, and strength on tonight and being on this call so you can hear my testimony and blessings on you. Wow. <laughs> powerful, powerful. <laughs> and, folks, I want to tell you something. By the way, out here where we're at now, my lovely wife Nadia is right beside me, but we're out in Pennsylvania, Cranberry, Pennsylvania, where I spoke for a company yesterday. Uh, many of you know there's about 40 different companies that I speak for and a lot of different things that we do. But, uh, you know, one of the couples that spoke yesterday, um, they talked about John 10.10, 10, and that's, of course, one of our theme verses. And so thank you again, Mother Wade, for your powerful testimonial. But, you know, Jesus put it this way, the thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. As a matter of fact, we had such a great meeting. Uh, there was a pastor there, uh, uh, Pastor Paul Price, who said, listen, I would have you speak at my church Sunday, which, which obviously was this morning. He, this is yesterday. He was speaking to me. He said, man, we got a minister's conference. And uh, he said, man, I got a bishop. At my, I was going to be preaching Sunday morning, and then it's Sunday night, then Monday, Tuesday, and and he said, but I'll get, I'm going to get you back. And I said, no promise. Well, maybe I'll just come for 20 minutes. Uh, you know, my wife and I are here already. And um, and uh, I said, but you know what, just, just well, let's don't, don't worry about it. Just think about it and pray about it. And so then uh, we went about doing the meeting. And after you heard me speak, he's like, oh, my goodness, you've got to come. And so we went this morning, and uh, the bishop said, look, if you, if you get up there and God gets to moving, you just keep on. Don't worry about it. And so God worked in such a miraculous way that then after – um, I was done. The bishop got up and said, you know what? <laughs> we need to have this man stay in town and preach Tuesday night evening. He said, I- I'll give him my space. He can speak Tuesday night, which, by the way, Saturday where I spoke, I'm so grateful uh, to Coach Kenny Smith, um, a million-dollar earner in his particular company. But guess what? He said, Doc, you come, you speak, and I'm going to take my time, my second speaking time, and I'm just going to introduce you and turn you loose so you can have my time and your time, and just just incredible um, man of God, incredible man of integrity. And uh, so at any rate, so we had a great time there, and now uh, I tell people, you know, what I did Saturday training for a business, that's great. I really like that, but what I got to do Sunday morning, I really love, and now we'll get to also do Tuesday as well. And uh, so that's what we say. We, we warn souls win souls and warn souls for a living, we just do business to pay expenses. And so we're all about the king's business. And I want you to know when you dedicate your life to being in the king's business, as I said, uh, again, when God gets the blessing, the devil gets the message, some folk are stressing, but we keep pressing. And, you know, just like with Sister Mother Way, when she was talking, you know, when you have a dream, when you have a goal, when you have a vision, sometimes there's a death of uh, a dream. So you have a dream, and then, by the way, dream, D-R-E-A-M, dream, divinely revealed events awaiting manifestation. So when you have a dream, my friend, oftentimes we don't like this part, but then there's a the death of a dream, but then, thank God, there's a resurrection of the dream. And just like our sister who died, but listen, God brought her back from the grave because he wanted her to hear some anointed 
business concepts. And you're on this line, my friend. We've been doing this call for about five years, just empowering Christian people that you can live based on the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth, but Bible breakthrough insights bringing life's enrichment. And we're going to give you powerful principles. And by the way, a uh, special shout-out also to Mr. Robert Cotton, who was a very great help to us. And then I believe also uh, Sister jo- Josephine is on the line tonight who normally has her call, and uh, she said, you know, but I want, I'll bring some of my folks on uh, to hear Dr. Breakthrough and uh, that's just incredible, and so I just appreciate uh, uh, her, and uh, she is a powerful leader, about to be, it won't be long, and she'll be a million-dollar earner, and you just keep on doing what you're doing, and uh, what a powerful team that you're doing and building, and things are going great, so we appreciate that. So just real quick, I was I was talking to Coach uh, Kenny Smith about this. I mentioned this, and so I thought tonight I'll, I'll mention and cover a few things with you on this topic because you want to write this down. The currency of heaven is faith. In other words, faith is the currency of heaven. So anytime you want to get something done heaven-wise, it comes by faith. If you're going to build a big team, uh, which, of course, you know I wrote a book about that, if you're, going to, if you're going to make a difference in people's lives, and I always say this, I'm going to say it again. I said it yesterday when I was speaking, three levels of success. Number one is making money, but number two, a higher level than just making money. Number two is making a difference. Oh, and that's incredible. But guess what? The highest level is making money while you make a difference. So again, making money, that's fine, but that's the lowest level. But the second level is making a difference, and the third or highest level is making money while you make a difference. And that's what this call is. That's why people, those that get on this call, those that hear the recording, it's all about, my friend. And I'm telling you, that's what pleases God. Now listen carefully. I want you to understand Habakkuk chapter number two and verse number four. This is what I was speaking to uh, Pastor Kenny Smith about today, and I want to drop a few nuggets for you. But in Habakkuk chapter, chapter two, verse number four, it says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. And then here it is, the second part, it says, But the just shall live by his faith. Now, in Romans in the New Testament, it talks about the just shall live by faith, but I like the way Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4 puts it, the just shall live by his faith. Now, now here's what I want you to get. I was, I was meditating upon the Scripture, and it's like the Spirit of God spoke to my heart, and, and he said, and I shared this with my wife, and it was a blessing to her. And I shared it with Pastor Kenny, it was a blessing to him, and I just thought, man, somebody on this call tonight or whoever hears the recording will need the same blessing, so here it is. So it's like the Spirit of God said, listen, take that word, the letter H, where the just shall live by his faith, take the letter H and make it a capital. I was like, hmm. And so I read it that way. Think about this. The just shall live by capital H-I-S, his faith. See, your faith is one thing. By the way, the one man came to Jesus, he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. So it's possible to have faith and have a little bit of doubt in there. And if you're at the meeting that I spoke at here in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, the regional training I did in the boot camp, I talked about how unsuccessful people, they believe their doubts, and then they doubt their beliefs. But successful people learn to doubt their doubts and believe their beliefs. Oh, that's good right there. I said unsuccessful people, they doubt their beliefs, and then they believe their doubts. 
But successful people are those who doubt their doubts and then believe their beliefs. You know, when I came to this meeting out here to Pennsylvania, I said, uh, I told several people, I said, man, I, I want somewhere, I'm going to preach somewhere Sunday. <laughs> I don't know how God's going to, I'm preaching somewhere Sunday. Guess what? And, and doubts came because guess what? I didn't hear from anybody. Nobody called. Nobody said, okay, a door is open for you to preach. But guess what? I still was prepared. I still was ready. Why? Because I still believed in my heart because I know how my God at the last minute can open up a door. And guess what? Not just did he just open up a door for me to speak this morning, but guess what, my friend? He opened up a door that when I spoke this morning, that now I get to stay in town and speak again Tuesday, and the bishop that heard me already has planned. He said, I've got a couple of churches. They've got to have you. So he's already opened up doors for me to preach and speak at some other churches, not to mention Tuesday night when I speak, close not this minister's conference. There will be many ministers here as well. That's the way our God does. But watch this now. But the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. But, but let's make that with the capital H, the capital H, his faith. See, my faith sometimes is strong, and my faith sometimes gets a little weak. But I'm saying this, my friend, why live on my faith? Because think about this. Jesus put it this way in Mark chapter number 9, uh, John chapter number 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. In other words, if you, can, if you believe you can build a big team, you can build a big team. But if you believe you can't build a big team, you can't. See, again, my friend, uh, Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. As he thinketh. So Henry Ford put it this way, if you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, you're right. So in other words, whether or not you think you can, you're right. So according to your faith, be it done unto you. Matter of fact, in Matthew 9, 27 through 29, it said about how Jesus departed, and two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men coming to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. So do you understand, my friend, based on your faith, that's what's going to cause things to happen. That's why I wrote the book, uh, again, How to Build a Big Team Fast. And congratulations to many of you on this line that have the book, and some of you even have the seven CD set where I train uh, on how to build a big team fast, more in depth, and, and giving coaching and so forth. And by the way, if you don't have the book, you can go to www.how to build a big team fast.com. And if you already have the book, get the seven CD set www.buildabigteamfast.com. And again, I got to give a good shout out to my good friend, Robert Cotton. He got his book and he called order. He said, man, I got to get six more of those books. So the book is how to build a big team fast.com. And then the seven CD set you can get just build a big team fast.com. And by the way, that's a $1,997 seven uh, telecoaching series that people paid for. I recorded it. You can get it for, I think it's 97 or $99 on that website, my friend. And so um, anyway, but here's, here's what I want to say. See, see, if you believe, get this now, I wrote the book. Why? Because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So you know what happens? I realize if God blessed me that I was able to build my wife and I a team of 13,829 people in just three short months, and then another team I was able to build to 
over 22,829 people in five and a half months. With that company, I was earning six figures every single month, and they paid every week. So every week, imagine getting a twenty-five dollars or $26,000 check week after week after week after week. And, uh, and, and then, my friend, we built another team where I personally sponsored over 826 people, personally sponsored, and in four years, it's now turned into one5 million members. So I've been blessed to be at the top of three different companies at the same time simultaneously. I'm just I'm saying all that to say this, my friend. I want you to understand that God is no respecter of persons. And by the way, what he did for me, here's the way I put it. If you believe like I believe and do like I do, what happens for me can happen for you but because I'm not the standard, it can happen even better for you. And that's my desire, by the way, and that's my prayer. And that's one of the reasons why we do these calls. That's one reason why we produce books and CDs and DVDs and coaching programs, my friend, because you see, according to your faith, so you got you to do something that's going to increase your faith. But I want you to understand there's a higher level. Because, again, you'll never go any higher than your faith. So if you have low faith, you get low done. If you have no faith, you get nothing done. If you have high faith or big faith, you get big things done. But, again, my friend, here's the problem. That's all based on you. It's time to make a change. See, it's time to go a little further. And a little further is, again, as I mentioned in Habakkuk, chapter number 2, verse 4, uh, but the just shall live by his faith. Instead of living by our faith, that's put that capital H, and now let the just live by his faith. In other words, God's faith. In other words, do you understand something, my friend? I love telling the story. I, I, I've told it so many times, but I just love hearing it myself that when I was, again, just young in the martial arts, and there was a gentleman that would jump up nine foot in the air, vertical leap, nine, no, no running and jumping, just nine foot vertical leap, and he would break a board, a guy sitting on top of another guy's shoulders, and this guy would break the board. His name was Jeff Washington. And, man, I was so impressed. I was so in awe with Jeff. I was afraid to even ask him, how in the world could you jump that high, right? I mean, you ever, you ever been in so in awe of someone? Well, I was so in awe, I was afraid to even ask him, how to, could he do it? And we would do these demonstrations. And, of course, you know, I loved when his part of the demonstration and several others. My little part, I did like a little kata, maybe broke one board or something. But, uh, and a kata, by the way, is like fighting an imaginary opponent or like shadow boxing. But at any rate, so one day Jeff didn't make it to the demonstration, and my Japanese teacher, you call him Sensei, and Sensei said, Harris, come here. I said, yes, sir. And uh, he said, uh, jump up and kick that board. I was 16 years of age at the time. I'll never believe it. I said, uh, he said, jump up and kick that board. Jeff couldn't make it, so I want you to do it. Take his place. Jump up and kick it. My first thought was he's crazy, <laughs> right? But my second thought was, wait a minute, he's the master. Listen to me now. I'm like, wait a minute. He's the master. Maybe he knows something I don't know. But guess what, my friend? I just remember bending down, jumping up, throwing my foot up like I'd seen Jeff do many, many, many times. And all of a sudden, I heard this board crack. People started clapping and as, as I was landing. And by the way, I forgot to even open up my eyes. <laughs> I, I closed my eyes. I just jumped and threw my foot up. And guess what? I was shocked. I jumped nine foot, kicked the ball. I, I mean, listen, I didn't even think it was possible. I was even afraid to even ask the guy how he did it. But guess what? And that moment, 
the sensei, the master said to me, Harris, jump up and kick that board. And I didn't think I can do it, but my sensei, he thought I can do it. He told me to do it. I just went based off his word. Watch this now. I just went, in essence, based off of his faith in me. And so think about this. If I could do that in the natural and jump and do something I thought was impossible, how much more could you do, my friends, in the spiritual when you go according to what the master, the king of king says, and all of a sudden, think about the verse this way, the just shall live by his faith. In other words, you, if you've been justified, if you are in Christ, instead of living by your faith, and again, according to your faith, be it done unto you, how about if you exchange your faith for his faith and start adopting his faith in you? And now all of a sudden, you start understanding that now, my friend, his faith is so much more powerful than your faith. You know, John the Baptist, he got to a place where he doubted he was about to die. And here's John the Baptist, his whole life he'd been preaching. And guess what? He'd been preaching. Here comes the Messiah. But he was about to die. And he says, hey, go ask Jesus. Should we look, is he the Christ or should we look for another? you talking about doubt. That's serious doubt. But guess what? He told his disciples that. They went to hear Jesus. They mentioned that to Jesus. He says to them, just tell John the blind see, the deaf hear, the poor of the gospel preach. And then he turns to the crowd and he says, what, did you, what went you out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? Now, to me, that's like an explanation of John the Baptist at that time. To me, it seems like he's a reed shaken with the wind. And the next verse he says, and I say unto you, there's none born among women greater than John the Baptist. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I had to use my sanctified imagination. I remember, I can imagine those disciples going back to John, and John says, well, what did he say? And so what John is, um, he never really answered. He just said, tell you that the blind see and the deaf hear. But then all of a sudden, he started talking to the crowd, and he said to them, that uh, would you go out to see a reed shaking in the wind? He said, no. He said, there's none born among women greater than John the Baptist. I can imagine John saying, wait a minute. He, he said that about me? And they said, yeah, John. He said, there's, there's never been any born among women greater than John the Baptist. I can imagine John saying, well, I got to live up to that then. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. The same John that was in doubt, the same John, my friend, at that moment, I would have thought, man, John, you, you're, you're reed shaking with the wind. No, 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 no. Jesus said, no. He said this there's none born among women greater than John the Baptist. And I believe John the Baptist grabbed hold of that and said, well, I guess I got to live up to that then. I'm saying this, my friend. I'm saying if you want to know the true secret of how to build a big team fast, if you want to know the true secret to building a big team, if you want to know the true secret to having great success in life as a kingdompreneur, see, the world, you'd have to do it the other way. It has to be based on you. But in the kingdom, my friend, is based on God and his power flowing through you. And so watch this, my friend. So now instead of saying, if thou canst believe, all things are possible, how about you adopting God's faith and going based on God's faith? And if that's the case, then guess what? Everything is possible. Why? Because God believes in you. You. Psalm 56, 9, if I'm not crying to thee, then shall my enemies turn their back, for this I know. 
for God is for me. Hey, whoever you are in whatever situation you're in, I want you to know something. God is for you. You see, my friend, when Mother Wade dropped dead, everybody else was all messed up, but God said, no, I'm not done with her yet. I'm not done with her yet. I can bring her back from the grave. And you might have a business that's dying, but God can bring it back from the grave. You might have a relationship with us dying, but God can raise it back up from the grave. I'm saying, my friend, you might think that your, your self-esteem has been shattered and, and that you, you, you aren't a person of influence anymore, but I'm telling you, God can raise things up from the dead. Why, my friend? If you go based off his belief, forget your faith because that's limited. But if you start adopting and exchanging and relying upon his faith in you instead of your own faith, you can get more done. Man, this is good right here. I wish somebody understood how powerful this is. But this is the secret, my friend. This is the secret that will transform you because if you understand, he says, for instance, he says that we're going to be the lenders and not the borrowers. See, that's what God thinks about you. Forget about your faith. Well, I just don't think it's going to work. No, God's faith says, I can do Philippians 4.13, all things through Christ which strengthen me. See, God thinks you can do all things. By the way, I, I said this the other day at the meeting. Somebody said, well, you, you sound like you got a PMA. You really believe in that uh, positive mental attitude. I'm like, no, no, no. Not, I'm not about a PMA. I'm about a BMA, and a BMA is a Bible mental attitude. What is that? Whether or not God thinks I can, he's right. Watch this. Whether or not God has faith in me, he's right. See, God says something like this. You are more than overcomers. Now, watch this. An overcomer means you've got to have something to come over. You, that doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. You're not going to have trials. That doesn't mean there's not going to be mountains that get in your way. But guess what? God will not always remove your mountains. Like I said this morning, sometimes he wants to make you a mountain climber. But guess what, my friend? You've got to have his faith. Forget your own faith. Adopt his faith. He believes you can overcome. He believes you can do it. He believes you're more than a conqueror. He believes you'll be the lender and not the borrower. He believes, my friend, that you can do all things. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's why it's important calls like this to increase your faith, but not just increase your faith, but literally to get you to say, God, can we do a switch? Can, can you just take my faith and let me, let me just have your faith and believe? Let me live based off of your faith in me. I'm telling you, most of my life, I didn't think I could do anything. And the things that I did is based on one single thing, somebody that I respected, that I looked up to. They thought that I could do things, and they saw in me what I couldn't see in myself, and I didn't want to let them down, so I just tried it because they believed that I could do it, and guess what? It worked. And one day I finally said, well, man, why don't I just go ahead and start believing myself? Hey, listen, I'm trying to tell you that's the power of prayer and spending time with God because he'll whisper some things to you and let you know you can do some things. And I'm telling you, my friend, everybody in the world may tell you you can't, and you may feel like I'm not so good, and you may feel like I'm not so hot, and you may feel like it's never going to happen for me, and you might feel like, well, you just don't know my story. We don't need to know your story. We need to know what kind of faith you have according to your faith, be it done unto you. But your faith may be up and down, so forget your faith for a minute and switch and use God's faith. Come on, somebody. Like my sensei said to me, Harris, why did he say that? He, for some reason, he saw in me. He thought I could do it. And now, by the way, I all across the world where I've done that demonstration, people say, how in the world did you learn how to do that? I never learned. <laughs> I just jumped by faith. In other words, I believed in what my master, my sensei, believed that I can do. How much more could I jump by faith believing what my real master 
the master of masters, the king of kings. So that's what I'm telling you, my friend. When you believe like this, now you have an unfair advantage in the business world. Now when everybody else is looking at what's going on around them and things are going down and it looks bad, you, my friend, see through the bad things and you're just moving on. By the way, I told the crowd yesterday, instead of saying problems and even challenges, you know, challenges, that's a better way instead of saying problems, say challenges, right? Well, now I go, I'm going even further. Not only am I not going to say problems anymore, and now I'm not even going to say challenges. I'm going to say I have an opportunity to grow. <laughs> See, what I used to call problems, I started calling challenges. That's a little better, right? But now I'm going to step above that. Instead of calling them problems, instead of calling them challenges, now I'm calling it opportunities for growth. And I'm telling you, my friend, I'm telling you why. Because God will not put anything on me, anything on you that he knows you can't handle, that you may feel like you can't, but guess what? He says there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also provide a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. My friend, I'm telling you, the Bible is the greatest book in the world, the greatest truths in the world. And here, here comes God. He's in the Old Testament. Gideon is hiding. He's scared to death. And God appears to Gideon, and here's what he says, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> See, that wasn't Gideon's faith, but that's what that's the way God saw Gideon. That was God's faith. And Gideon, I can imagine him saying, now, wait a minute, you, you got me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not a mighty man of valor. I'm scared to death. I'm not a mighty man of valor. I'm just a little runt. I'm not a mighty man of valor. I'm not just a runt. I'm in the runt. Uh, run of my family, and my, I'm the runt in the tribe, and guess what, my friend? But God wasn't calling Gideon what he was at the moment. God was calling Gideon what he would be when he surrenders to what God had for him. And listen, that's the way God deals with us, and that's, by the way, one of the beauties of building teams. You've got to learn to see people not as they are. You've got to learn to see people with what they can be, my friend, and what they will be. And so God comes to Gideon, this scaredy cat, this guy hiding, but he calls him a mighty man man of valor. See, the just shall live by his faith. Forget your faith. It's up and down, but God's faith believes in you. <laughs> see, John the Baptist, his faith got weak, but Jesus still believed in him. And see, I'm telling you, you talking about building a team, you talking about building a business, you talking about becoming a powerful leader, you talk about accomplishing great things. Think about this one, and I got to close. Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. By the way, what is that power? That power is the power of faith. So you can, again, you can increase your faith or you can adopt and start living based off of his, capital H-I-S, faith. And now let me show you what Ephesians 3.20 would say. Again, just meditating on this, and the Lord gave me the thought. Instead of the able, change it to the word about. So instead of saying he now unto him that is able, and by the way, he's able, but let's, here's the way I got it. Now unto him that is about to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. In other words, the biggest thing you can ask of God, he's like, man, that's nothing compared to what I can do. 
you can't even you talking about ask you you can't even imagine <coughs> pardon me you can't even imagine how great things God wants to do through you and in you so if you'll receive this if you're willing to live by his faith again Ephesians 3:20 it says now unto him that's able but I want to put it this way he's not just able now unto him who's about to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. And that's the currency of heaven is faith. So since God has a whole lot more faith than we have, let's switch. Let's go based off of God's faith. That allows us to access so much more. So my friend, you talking about, well, let's put it this way. I think it was Steve Jobs who said, the only people crazy enough to change the world are those who believe they can. (laughs) So those crazy enough to believe they can change the world are usually the ones who do. So guess what, my friend? If you're just crazy enough to believe God, if you're crazy enough to start adopting and having God's faith the way God believes in you, and by the way, you ever heard the statement, there's greatness in you? You know, my good friend Les Brown would say that all the time. Well, First John 4, 4, the other day I was just meditating on that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So there is greatness in you if you're a child of God, if you've been saved because God himself was in you, and he's not just great in you. He puts great gifts and skills and abilities in you. Why? That you can use it to further the kingdom. So, again, my life is all about mentoring men. And when I say men, I mean women as well, mentoring men to make millions for ministry. I believe we ought to have some Boaz, who was a mighty man of wealth, who can drop the handfuls of purpose on the roofs of this world. If you're on this call and if you're hearing this recording, my friend, I believe the anointing of God falls upon you that you can now live by his faith and understand. With man, it's impossible. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. So dream big, my friend, because as big as you can dream, that's just a little piddling of what my God can do and wants to do through you. Would you allow him? Would you submit yourself to him? Would you surrender all your I can'ts and excuses and negative? And would, you, would, you, would, you, would you just submit all that and say, okay, 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 I'm gone based off of your faith. If you said, I'm supposed to be the lender, not the borrower, I'm going based on your faith. If you said, I'm an overcomer, that means I'm not going to allow this stuff to overcome me. I'm an overcomer. If you said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, that's what I'm going based off of your faith. The just shall live by capital H-I-S, his faith. And may I tell you, he's got a lot of faith in you. He believes in you. He's rooting for you. He's pulling for you. He believes in you. And by the way, Nadia and I believe in you as well. That's why we do these calls. So it's time for you to step up and stop living based off of your flighty faith sometimes. And No, 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 no. It's time for you to live based off of God's faith and understand you are more, not just a conqueror, you are more than a conqueror. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that tonight people will make a decision 
to not live based off of their faith, but, Lord, will actually live based off of your faith, your faith in us, and your faith, because you already know what you have planned for us. Your plans are so great, as you say in Jeremiah, you plan to prosper and to bring us to an expected end. So, Father, I pray and ask your forgiveness for the times I've doubted, and, and Lord, I want just to surrender my whole being to you so you could be free to build a team through me and make a difference in this world through me and help affect people's lives through me. But equally, I pray you'll do the same for each and every one on this call and those who hear the recording in Jesus' name.